And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins, till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. Bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings. Just next to they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what <laughs> finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome. To Birds with Friends on a Monday early evening from beautiful Florida, the place that she'll uh, detests, and I think rightfully so. Bo Wolf, Sheila Kapadia, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris here on the scene at the NFL owners' meetings. Uh, it's got a much uh, hoity-toityer full name if you go to like the official NFL website, but it's it's the owners' meetings. We're here. We've talked to Howie Roseman today. We uh, talked to some AFC head coaches this morning. We've got Derek Barnett's return to get through if Zach can withstand, withhold his rage and uh, be able to not like rip his computer out of its socket and eat his microphone. We'll see if he can contain that rage. We've got uh, the signing of Kaiser White to discuss. And, uh, of course, as always, some... Uh, gallivanting tales of travels with the Birds with Friends crew to discuss. And so we've got all that. Sheil, how you doing? Doing fine. I got to be careful what I say. I'm on the first floor of a uh, hotel here, so you never know who could just pop mm. in. Uh, did see a gentleman grabbing a beer and, uh, you know, about to get in his uh, truck to drive out there. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that's Fair a very nice. Florida. Florida yeah. uh, and we, we, of course, are staying at the Breakers. Yeah, and uh, I saw Z Berm. We just we left Z Berm five minutes ago, and he's already in a T-shirt. Yes. So who says he doesn't like to cut loose? Uh, we should let our listeners know we are, not, or well, I guess not our listeners, our bosses know we are not staying at the Breakers. No, I mean I feel like our bosses would be impressed if we were able to like sneak into a, an owner's room and uh, sleep in their closet right. or something like okay. that. Okay, all right, let's move on. Uh, all right, uh, Zach. Save how are that you today? for the Bose Fantasy Pod. <laughs> I'm doing great. I mean, I I love covering the owners' meetings. Are you excited for the pod? Excited for the pod. Uh, now, with now we're a few minutes in at this point. Your preamble was a little long today, so yeah, I agree uh, with yeah. that. So I, I was excited for the pod when we jumped. Not on, not but, tight either. Like <laughs> some hiccups in there. Yeah, but uh, you know what I like about the owners' meetings is you have you have substantive interview sessions you know there's there's much to discuss free agencies happen think, well, the drafts upcoming we spoke to howie roseman we speak to nick sirianni tomorrow hopefully we speak to jeffrey Lurie tomorrow there's there's a lot that goes on in two days here and uh we have it all covered and it's fun spending time with you guys so that is a, a, another perk of this travel what you like about the owners meetings is that it starts early in the day i love that Honestly, I yeah, that is uh, if if you give me a seven forty five interview, sign me up any day. That is great. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, there is lots of news to get to, so why don't we send it on down to sunny Florida for the man on the scene himself, the stone cold newsman, Zach Berman. Since we last spoke, the Philadelphia Eagles have signed defensive end Derek Barnett, who has been with the Eagles, of course, the past five seasons. They also signed linebacker Kaiser White uh, to a one-year deal. Kaiser White, formerly of the Los Angeles Chargers, 
Today, we spoke to Howie Roseman. There's not much that we need to cover as far as news. It's more analysis and explanation for the offseason moves. We heard about his evaluation of the offseason. We heard about his commitment to Jalen Hurts, his explanation for wide re- for what they're doing at wide receiver and with offensive targets. Uh, it's um, a, a little draft intel in there, some cap space talk. So a lot there. We spoke to AFC coaches. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think as far as news, that would cover it. I think today's more of an analysis show than a news show. So we are recording this show audio only, but we can see each other on the Zoom. And it looks like Sheil is like, <laughs> wants to be anywhere <laughs> I else mean, in, the, in the world. I'm looking, I'm looking at the lighting and special. we're all in the similar room. Like, I, I don't know why. I look crazy in my, in my video screen here. I mean, I've like part of my face is lit up. The other part is not. So I don't know what's going on. I was just trying to figure that out. Zach always looks bright and shiny. Uh, Bo and Marissa have good lighting there. So I was just trying to get that figured out. Out. That's all. I was listening. I think you look sharp today. You're already changed for the party tonight. Yeah, I'm a one uh, one outfit man. I don't need to go from you know morning to evening wear. I'm debating. I'm debating whether do I do I change out the shirt or not. I've got three shirts with me. If I change out the shirt, that means I've only got one for tomorrow. I can assure you, I'm jumping in the shower. Yeah, I've never you, seen anyone love a shower like a like a fresh. second shower. Yeah, more. shower I'm stinks. fresh. What were we doing? We weren't ru- we weren't running circles around the this is a facility. I mean, we were literally I sitting in an air conditioned shower, th- place. I, I was outside. I mean, I was it's dressed. A, I was dressed at six a.m. this morning. It's five thirty tonight. We're going to a reception tonight. Uh, Marissa, can you chime in here? Isn't it a defensible I, I position agree, Zach. to freshen I, up? Marissa has already, uh, I, has already I am washed on the and multiple showers yeah. a day, but so Marissa I Marissa totally would be on like her ninth towel by <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, we're not all, we're not all Marissa. <laughs> Marissa and this hotel to a reception. Here. <laughs> if you were going to a reception after working uh, eleven hours today, yeah, would I definitely. You, I gotta say, this. I wouldn't wash so, my hair, but I would definitely like rinse off. Sure. We call Wash that a rinse in the Capata yeah. household yeah. when the kids go, one of these no hair. To, this is yeah. my first owner's meetings, so I've never been to the, the reception. And, and for, So first of all, why don't you guys explain what's going to I mean, go yeah, on. settle down, reception. It's a bunch of freaking sports writers <laughs> and then owners and GMs and coaches who want nothing to do with them. The sports writers are stuffing their face with free food, uh, drinking as much as they can trying to muster up the courage to go shake someone's hand. And mostly the reporters talk to each other and then everybody goes home and then everyone shows up tomorrow at seven o'clock with a headache for the, <laughs> for the, uh, for the coach's breakfast. I mean, we're not going to, this isn't Marissa's wedding. We're going to, if the, if I had worked and then we we're going to Marissa's wedding reception tonight, yes, I would shower again. Uh, I don't need to, uh, do a second shower for this, by the way. Uh, I like to call these Mumbai showers because this is how it's set up in India where there's no real, they, you don't separate the bathroom from the shower. Mm. It's all kind of one thing. So the entire bathroom gets soaked when you take a shower. I got towels all over the floor. Uh, again, I need to keep my voice down because someone could, Florida man could pop in here at any moment. And uh, luckily we are rolling video. So that would be okay. I've all right. We get to how we step up on my shower. It does so nothing. Me too. It. I mean, you. Oh, okay. I've never seen a more useless ledge. <laughs> I, I also mean, object to this idea that like we need to dress up as if as if everybody who's going to be at the reception is not already aware of the chasm, the wide chasm of class difference that's going on here. I I, I don't see what's wrong with showering and being fresh yeah, for uh, for an evening function. You guys are over. You used the term freshen up earlier, which I've never heard a grown man use about himself. <laughs> You've never heard. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for no. You know, I don't want traditional gender roles. I've just never heard a you know, friend of mine say he was gonna freshen up. Like I think of like a '90s sitcom when they're at a restaurant and like the two women say they're gonna go right. freshen up. Right, let's let's, let's talk Eagles, okay? Let's let's Marissa talk. Eagles. I'm right. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I appreciate Zach's desire to freshen up. I, I know Michael that. Dunn's never said he's going never. to Never. I have to like beg. I'm like, please go take a shower. It smells so bad. <laughs> the day after he wow, worked out, Michael he's sitting eating, eating lunch. I'm like, you need to take a shower before you eat lunch. Like, 
this is not fair to like the you living just, you space. You just had the itch to do some laundry. He just wanted to wash those towels. Yeah, no. <laughs> he uses only one towel too, so mm. it's terrible. We're just constantly washing towels. But yes, Eagles talk. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, Shield, Zach and I uh, wrote up some uh, takeaways from our conversation with Howie Roseman, but you were there as well, as everybody can see on the uh, photo that uh, Mike Sando posted. Uh, you're lurking in the background. You didn't ask a single question. Uh, I know that you were tepid on whether to jump in or not. It's all but- beat writers, and I'm jumping in, and it was yeah. how many questions were asked? Six total? I mean, yeah, I don't want to be that guy Eight? stealing the... Yeah. Eight, yeah. So I'm not yeah, that's do fair. That. I respect that. I respect that. So, but just for to a set longer the scene, outing, I would and, have. And so we didn't really discuss uh, what what transpired with you. So we wrote up our our takeaways. I want to know what you think was your uh, what, what were your top takeaways from listening to the Eagles general manager. Well, I had some clean chucks on that I think if you zoom in, you know, I'll put them up against Zach's shoes any day of the week. And you can't yeah. see my shoes. Everybody's, every, you know, you, you see the back of my shoes. There's no judging I don't remember my shoes. There's, there was nothing special about my shoes. Uh, I'm okay. going to assure you that. All right. Uh, well, I think that uh, Howie Roseman was giving his uh, version, his explanations. I think he's uh, well-versed in what he feels like it's being talked about, whether it's on the airwaves, uh, in print, online, whatever, in the Philadelphia, what's the word I'm looking for? Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist, yeah, but that's exactly the one. Good job. Uh, so I think he wanted to address those things. I thought some of his points were valid, and I thought others, I would say, eh, settle spin. down. Good spin, um, but... Over there. I mean, I think overall, you look at the offseason. If I, you know, I would have told you they're going to end up with Hassan Reddick and Kaiser White, you probably would have said, okay, that's not a bad uh, free agency period for them. So I do think he's right uh, in that respect and that it's not over. I think you added two defensive players in their mid to late 20s. Uh, at what I would say would be, you know, reasonable cost. Uh, you know, Reddick, it's, it's not like they got a discount, which I, I've said before, but, you know, I wouldn't consider that an overpay either. I think that was a fair deal for both sides. And Kaiser White, uh, I thought he was going to make more money than uh, up to, was it up to $5 million or? We up don't to know five. Yet. And up Howie to Roseman five. said today that the, he was not someone who was like, they were, they were thinking that entering for agency, he yeah. was going to be, on the team like they thought he was going to yeah. be out of their price range and and things just sort of happened in a way that was advantageous to them yeah so i think my big picture thing is that they are in this same scenario as a lot of the teams in the nfl right now which is that they probably don't have an answer at quarterback and so or, or they may have they're not sure if they have an answer at quarterback i should rephrase that because that's not fair to jalen hurts they're not sure if they have an answer at quarterback and so they're going to you know they explored other options they didn't come through they're going to continue to build the roster the best they can and then they're going to see where they are after the 2022 season, which I don't think is a bad plan. I mean, that's what I've been advocating for teams to do. So I can't come up here and crush them when that's what I say to do. I say, if, if you don't have a quarterback, you need to take a big swing on one. If a big swing is not available, you need to not do anything drastic and just bide your time till a big swing does become available. And so I do think that's kind of the uh, 30,000 foot view uh, of the franchise. Now he didn't come out and say all those things. I'm reading into some of it, but that's just kind of how I, I feel like where the team is right now. So of course we can get into all the specifics, which you uh, guys wrote about. And I can tell you while I, why I disagree. Zach, any thoughts? I have, I have, I have plenty of thoughts, like big picture thoughts here on, 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 on what, how to share. Let's say, let's say, uh, you know, you I mean, cue me up for a question. Yeah. Okay. You get a text tonight. Uh, (laughs) you get a text while we're on the air here from Rhea Hughes. And she says, can you join Angelo tomorrow? And you say, uh, yeah. And she says, just a heads up. He's going to ask you, uh, what's your biggest takeaway from hanging out with Howie in Florida? Well, first, I, I would just like to say that as a as a weekly guest during the season on John the John Kincaid, Kincaid Show, show yeah. 97.5 The Fanatic, um, uh, maybe the text is coming from from then. But uh, uh, no, in, in in all seriousness here, uh, my my biggest takeaway was defense of the way they approached the offseason. Uh, the the topic we discussed last week about the messaging that they mm. gave um, in, as as far as re-signing 
players last year right. being viewed as part of the offseason. Uh, they very much think that way. And Howie Roseman went on record today discussing that. I, I think uh, under, you know, they, they don't want to undersell the Hassan Reddick edition. That was an offseason priority of theirs. And, and they, and they hit that, uh, you know, I, like I, some I, kind of opioid. I, I wouldn't necessarily loop Jason Kelsey. Well, no, I, I wouldn't loop Fletcher Cox into their offseason acquisitions because he was on the team. They cut him and then they, it, it was just contract maneuvering Jason Kelsey. That's Let's legitimate. Talk about like Cox they, in a sec, yeah. they, they had to restructure Kelsey's contract. Uh, but a big takeaway I, I had is that they're very much looking at the draft as a way to fortify the top of their depth chart. Now they 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 don't want to kind of telegraph picks with with needs, essentially drafting just to fill a spot. But they're expecting, you know, three picks in the top twenty five in the top hundred. They're expecting those guys to be day one contributors, not redshirt players. And so when they're looking at their overall off season uh, work. They're including this year's draft, which I think is a legitimate argument. But we'll see how 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 that pans out. Well, and and I thought this was this was an interesting line of thought from Howie Roseman, and it, it's either a bit of a departure from the way that they've done things, or just sort of a way of explaining away not being able to do everything they wanted to do in free agency. Because look at their recent history of draft picks: uh, thirteen picks in the first three rounds over the past five seasons since two thousand seventeen. Only three of those guys were day one starters. Now, some of them were part of a rotation, like Derek Barnett is an immediate contributor. He's part of a defensive line rotation. Milton Williams is a defensive line rotation guy. But they have made a habit of drafting guys early on who do not have an immediate path to, to playing time or to, or to starters level of playing time. And Howie Roseman said today that they don't want to block those uh, those players because they they view getting them uh, the full value of their contract while they're contributors on a rookie contract as, as part of the deal. Now, to be fair, they have not obviously have not had three picks in the top 20. That's a much different level of uh, expect like expected value early on. They haven't even had, you know, a pick in the top 20 some of those years. Um, so it's reasonable to expect that. But I still think you have to enter the draft. And Howie Roseman said this not finding yourself in a position where you have to force certain positions. So, I mean, they do still need another safety. They do still probably need a linebacker. Uh, there are other positions, like they need a corner at some point. They, they, these are positions they need to fill. But I think it's fair to be uh, to be patient. And, and I actually think that, like, the, the defensiveness that sort of comes across on some of these things is unnecessary. Like, I think this has been a fine offseason. They have, they, have they have been patient. Uh, like the the Kaiser White thing, which we haven't even discussed as an actual signing, they played the market correctly there. Like they needed a linebacker, the market settled. They signed him to a very reasonable deal. Uh, like as you said, Shield, the Hassan Reddick signing is good value. Uh, they they have added those those players. They've missed out on, on a couple other targets, but I, I think it has been a a generally fine offseason, absent like making some kind of huge splash at quarterback. I, I think it's been fine. Well, I thought he was. I mean, I, I thought he was kind of making a confusing point when he said we don't want our veterans to be. You know, we don't want to be blocking our younger players. Well, then explain to me why Fletcher Cox is back on a you know fourteen million, 14 million reported million fourteen million dollar uh, deal. You know, isn't that exactly what you're doing? Blocking a potentially blocking a younger player. And your point is sound. I mean, we generally, uh, whether it's media in the league, whatever, overrate the impact that rookies are going to have as rookies. I mean, most of the time, uh, there are obvious obvious exceptions, and it's great when they can play, but most of the time, they are not going to come in and be like quality starters, or they might not always even be uh, starters at all, as you just said with the, uh, what was it, three out of, what did you say? Three out of 13. I mean, even a guy like yeah. Dallas Goddard, going back to the resources, you're talking about getting the well, value out of his contract. Yeah. He doesn't get to play full-time until the second half of his fourth season. Well, yeah, don't use your, you know, top pick on a position where there's only room for right. one guy I mean, on the you field. Andre Dillard and Jason Peters comes back for two more years. Like... I mean, he did say, you know, and he admitted, what did he say? We're not putting our chips all in was another thing. You know, he said, so I think he was trying to say that. He said this a couple times, yes. We looked into some of these other, you know, we've been linked to some of these other high-priced free agents. And for the right price, we would have gone ahead and 
sign them, but we didn't feel like uh, our entire plan was predicated on getting those guys. And so we were able, you know, if we didn't get them, that's fine, which, you know, I think that that obviously is a, a little bit of spin as well. But, it, you know, it would it's a good sign that if nothing else, and I do think their actions do reflect this, they realize they're not like in a, in a window right, right now to compete with the big boys as currently constructed. So, you know, whether that's coming from the top, whether that's uh, how we, you know, having a three-year extension, he, he knows his, his job is uh, safe, whether it's, hey, we're just in the second season with the new head coach. Uh, they are taking a patient approach, which I, I, I think is smart. I mean, we can certainly criticize them for whether it's Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. I mean, we'll get to the Derek Barnett thing uh, here as well for re-signing some of their own players too much. But I think in general, uh, the actions have reflected the accurate assessment of kind of where the roster is, where the team is. They have not they have not like eaten the marshmallow right in the marshmallow test. They have they have it seems like they have done the right things in terms of uh, properly assessing where they stand and not forfeiting future value for short term gain. The only thing and you said this, Sheil, that like the only thing they've done this offseason that flies in the face of that philosophy is the Fletcher Cox resigning. So, Zach, what is your understanding of, of where the Eagles were coming from? on releasing Fletcher Cox and then re-signing him to a $14 million deal late in the week of free agency, even though that seems to be uh, very high for the market. Sure. Yeah, I think a few things there. First off, uh, I, th- I think you need to acknowledge, or I shouldn't say acknowledge, recognize uh, the timing component of it. I, I, From what I understand, the Eagles went into this offseason with, with kind of five free agent targets, if you will, um, including... Uh, Hassan Reddick, who they signed, mm-hmm. you know Christian Kirk, who we've talked about, Marcus, Marcus Williams, Williams, who we've talked about, Allen Robinson. I, I do believe they had interest in in Justin Reed. Um, now, uh, so when they re-signed Cox to the fourteen million dollar guaranteed deal, it was after those guys were were off the market, so so they were okay. no longer on the board. I imagine at that point they assessed who was left. And they they liked what Cox brings. Now we can quibble about the evaluation of the player. They, I, I, I still think, or I think they believe Cox played well last season, particularly late in the year. Um, is that worth fourteen million dollars? I don't know. Now Shields, our expert here in terms of free agency, if if you were if you took out the context and just looked at Fletcher Cox on the open market, and they signed Fletcher Cox to a fourteen million dollar contract, and, and and we took out the history with the Eagles, how would you evaluate that deal? I would say that's that's probably a stretch for a thirty one year old defensive tackle with the state that the Eagles are in. I probably would have spread that money around. But I, I think they viewed Cox as a valuable player at a position that they emphasized. And I, I think they they really like their pass rush going into the draft. Yeah, it strikes me as a sentiment, you know, a bit of a sentimental decision for Fletcher Cox. I mean, I was texting with you guys when it seemed like Fletcher Cox was going to be a free agent. And what was my guess? Nine million. I think for Fletcher Cox. Now I've been off on some of these Eagles, uh, Eagles estimates. Well, you were happy to text me when William Golston's numbers came in. Oh well, no that that was just because you like William Golston. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I, I, like, yeah, I didn't know if you understood Fletcher, that. Like, I'd rather right. have. I'd rather have him for what was it? Four and a half million. Three. And four a half and a half. Yeah. yeah. Well, like like I said, I mean, this at fourteen million, even though it's only one year, it's the highest annual deal for a free agent uh, defensive tackle this offseason. season, and a lot of guys have been signed. I mean, uh, DJ Jones signed uh, Bilal Nichols, Folo Fatukasi. Uh, I'm missing another guy who signed for uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, yes. these are different types of players. These are more uh, nose tackles, although Bilal, Bilal Nichols, I think, probably had as many sacks or QB yes. hits as Fletcher Cox last year. Some of, Half those guys had better pass rush numbers than Fletcher And he's Cox. 26, and he signed for $5.5 a year. So would you rather take a flyer on somebody like that or Fletcher Cox? I mean, if you want to get younger. Um, now, their me, point would be some of those guys would have already signed by then because it happened late in the week. But, I mean... You cannot tell me that paying him $14 million was like an accurate assessment of his value or the marketplace. It's just, it's even more than like overly sentimental. It strikes me as some kind of handshake deal where like, because otherwise, why wouldn't Fletcher Cox at least want to see what the market's like? Now, I'm sure they did survey the market and nobody was coming close to paying him $14 million. 
And that maybe that's why they figured they needed to like really overpay. But you say like a handshake deal. It's it's not like they restructured his contract. Like they they cut him, right? He was he was But that's you know, what I mean. Like yeah, getting so, allowing them to do the post June first cut, maybe that helps them in some in some cap machination way. But it's it's not like they allowed him for it, right? It's 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 not as if they allowed him to do it. They he had an eighteen million dollar guarantee on his contract. They had the deadline. Uh, they had a deadline. They cut him when they did to avoid guaranteeing him the eighteen million dollars. They turn you know so they post, it's a post June first designation. So they spread the cap hit over two years, and then they come back over the weekend and sign him to fourteen million guaranteed. So it's a crazy deal. Clearly. You you like the player, you value the player, you wanted the the flexibility beyond this season with the cap, which which they obviously get. You know, if 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 he was on the roster beyond that day, they would have guaranteed him the eighteen million. Then they would have been in a position next year where they would have had to cut him. But uh, still, I I agree that that's money I I could have spread to. You know, three players on one-year deals who are 26, 27 years old. Well, maybe, maybe like the, the quality the, of Cox. Maybe the appropriate yeah. way to, to view it is, you know, how he make he wants to get credit for the in-season uh, extensions, right? Because if Jordan Mailata hit the market, he would have gotten paid twice as much as he got paid. If if Josh Sweat hit the market and Dallas Goddard hit the market, they would have gotten paid way more than they got paid on their extensions. Maybe the same for Avante Maddox. If that's true, th- I mean, that is true. If you want that credit, that's that's fine. But then you can't tell me that paying Fletcher Cox, like if you were to sign Fletcher Cox from another team, a player whose skills have been diminishing for a while and his production is is not at that level, and he's 31 years old and you're signing him to a one-year $14 million deal, you would get crushed. Right? Like you don't, yeah, you don't I get, agree the, with that. You, you I don't get the sentimental uh you don't get the, the hometown credit for the the extensions, and then also want to get credit for bringing back a guy for a price that's way too high. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Why don't we take a little break, and then we will be back with some more uh, on what we heard from Howie, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the actual signings of uh, Kaiser White and Derek Barnett. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Sheila and Zach, Marissa as well. Uh, Sheila, you had uh, something you wanted to get off your chest as a, as a reaction no, to the last no, part of the conversation. It's not a big okay. thing. I just wanted to follow you up. Said, you I got something had, to say, you said. You you had mentioned that uh, they got deals on Dallas. I don't know that they got a deal on Dallas Goddard. I mean, maybe mm. they did. He's getting paid uh, $14 million a year, which is third among tight ends behind only George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. And... You know, they still had the franchise tag to play with, too, which is what True. 10 something. So, I mean, I think it's, it was a fine move to make, but like, I don't know that uh, it's a good point. They, they saved that much money there. Josh Sweat is sort of a tougher one. I mean, they got him for 13.3 million a year. Randy Gregory got 13.9. Hassan Reddick got 15. What about uh, Agba? You know, yeah, Agba got a huge deal uh, okay. to not test free agency. Uh, I think that was up around, what was it? Oh, no, that's Harold Landry. I was looking at 17 mm. and a half. But anyway, I think Joshua probably would have gotten more. But Okay. And well, Avante Maddox probably, I mean, may not get that much. That was yes. oh, one of the. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. I mean, I'm trying to think of a, a slot corner. Bryce Callahan hasn't signed. I mean, Kayvon Williams got way less than that. Uh, so that's one where they may, you know, I know they like Avante Maddox and wanted to reward him and feel Avante like tough he, now. Can, he can play in different Avante spots. Loves but, ball. yeah. I mean, there's no evidence that they saved money with the Avante Maddox right. extension. I think, but they did I save think a ton Mylotta on and Sweat are the Mylotta's a guys. huge one. Mylotta yeah. can't be, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that we're talking about probably 
a discount of like $7 million, I would say, <laughs> a year, which is like crazy. crazy when you think about it. But yeah. And sweat too. I, I, yeah, I think sweat too. When you look at yeah, the I mean, contracts. Sweat is a little more unpredictable. Landry. Yeah. So, you know, Nuosu was under, came in well, well under mm. what sweat got. So, you know, I, I would say he probably would have come in around that range. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone would have looked at him and said, uh, we love Josh Sweat. Let's give him more. I think that's possible with his upside. All right. All right. There continue. was one bit of uh, a bit potential spin from, from Howie Roseman that I want to run by you guys. Was it, it on a quacked or fiction? Okay. Tell me if you believe this okay. was, you buy into this or you think it's just spin. The idea that uh, the part of the reason the Eagles don't view wide receiver as much of a need is that in this offense, Devontae Smith only had about 105 targets last year, and you look at him as a number one receiver, he should get about 150 targets next year. Uh, Dallas Goddard as a number one tight end, he only got to play half the season as a number one tight end. His targets should go up from 85 to about 120. And so just with those targets there, and Quez Watkins' targets need to go up as well, in this offense, they view those guys getting more targets as part of what's going to make the offense more productive. Yeah, now his his he was explaining it in the context of it was it was framed to him that wide receivers don't want to come here because of Jalen Hurts in the offense, and he suggested that no, it's it's not because of Hurts in the offense. It's because like these guys in, in particular, Devontae and Dallas Goddard are going to be the top two targets, and it's going to be hard for someone to get targets. Complimentary of that, I don't buy that. I mean, I I understand why he's saying it. I'm calling it fiction or quiction. What's the, what's the? Yeah, I didn't have a. I just, I just quacked. Okay. was the first one. So okay, you're, yeah. You're saying so, it's not a quacked. Yeah. Look. So th- they were not going to match what Christian Kirk got, right? Christian Kirk got paid at an exceedingly high level by Jacksonville. If you're Allen Robinson, would you rather sign with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay's offense or the Eagles? Right. That's like. It's it's an obvious one. You'd rather sign with the Rams. Uh, they were interested in Calvin Ridley. Um, we all know what what happened there. I don't think Calvin Ridley. You know that that obviously Ridley wouldn't have had a choice in, the, in that situation. But I don't think Calvin Ridley would have fallen to like you know third or fourth on the pecking order right. in terms of targets. I yeah, it's it's spin. I, it's it's, it's what fine you'd expect. It's, it's, it's not fine it's not spin. it's not a lie. Yeah, I don't think it's the reason why they didn't get a wide receiver. Um, well, also I, they I, were trying to sign a wide receiver, so exactly. it's obviously they don't right. fully buy yeah. into that. I think and, it was yeah. an inflated That's the market. Big thing. Right, yeah. like I, I don't think wide receivers like looked at the Eagles and said and said I don't want to play there. You know, yeah. I, I I mean, I, I think, think they've looked at other places. If if all things considered, yeah, other places. Right, I'd have to take a sure. million dollars exactly. to play for you guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The same way Alshon Jeffrey wanted to play here back in 2017. If I was Allen Robinson, I, I I wouldn't want to come here if the dollars were equal or near equal. Uh, so, you know, I I also think that as as we've seen with some of the trades, in particular the Tyree Kill trade, uh, the Devontae Adams trade, like. The wide receiver market is inflated right now. If you can evaluate that position well, and the Eagles have a dubious recent history of doing that, um, then there's Good use value. Of dubious. In... What's that? Good use of dubious. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, there's 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 value in the draft. Uh, when you look at, at at wide receivers making twenty million dollars a year, if you could draft Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson in the first round, and you hit on the pick. And say you hit on the Devontae Smith pick, having those two receivers at a cost-controlled, you know, a rookie contract, that's tremendous value. So I think that if you can draft the position well, um, that's a good avenue because wide receivers are getting paid. We, we're seeing that time and time again this offseason. There's a funny. There was a there was, there was a funny part where where Howie went over those three guys, uh, Devonte, Dallas, and Quez, and then goes, "We really think those three, and particularly those top two, are <laughs> are, are gonna are gonna goose things up." But yeah, I mean, as you said, they went after wide receivers. We know that they think they yeah. need to to add somebody there, and it also ties into something he was saying about Jalen Hurts that they want to give Jalen Hurts as many pieces as possible to be able to fully evaluate him with a good group of offensive players. So I think it's fair to expect that uh, my read on that is that they will be adding a wide receiver early in the draft. 
Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that you know what he was defending or explaining there. You know, I, I thought he was trying to explain that this is why we didn't go after a wide receiver, but you did go after a wide receiver. You just didn't get him, and the reason that their targets were down last year is because you don't pass the ball that much. You know, it's not because they didn't have a. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. I would have to I mean, look Devon, at the yeah, Devontae Smith share. played every game. Like, yeah, I would have to look at the target share compared to other receivers. Maybe that would be a, a good thing to look at, but. Uh, it wasn't because, you know, they're just due for more targets now that Yeah, he was trying in. he was trying to debunk the theory or the notion Hurts, that Jalen Hurts yeah. is the detriment. And okay. well, and it's also, I mean, if you read between the lines, it's also maybe an indication that they don't expect to be quite so run heavy next year. I would hope not, right? <laughs> well, that hard, was good, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's something I have wondered about uh with Howie is if he thinks that this the type of offense they ran in the second half of last season is sustainable for long-term success. I mean, I don't know what he would say. I think he would be lying if he said yes. I, I think he doesn't think that yeah. it is sustainable. I think, yeah, I don't think they're going to come back and run the same offense uh, this next year. I mean, you know, who knows? You try something. You, you, you try to expand the passing game a little bit. It doesn't work. You feel pressure to win games, and maybe you are running it that much. But I think they will at least try to, uh, you know, you have to try to had be more efficient, be more explosive in the passing game. If you are uh, looking at Jalen Hurts and looking at the offense, taking another step. On the topic of Hurts, you know how we said today that, <clears throat> excuse me, their their commitment to Hurts hasn't wavered. Um, I, I, you know, I I know quacked or quicken. I mean that's quick-tion. that was skepticism clearly, <laughs> right? Like if if they could have gotten Russell Wilson, they would have gotten Russell Wilson. They yeah. couldn't land Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson. Wanted to go to Denver, right? Um, the Deshaun Watson thing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's obviously complicated. But Deshaun Watson had preferences of, of where to go, and it doesn't seem like Philadelphia was on that list. Uh, so you you look beyond that now in the in the draft, you can't rule the Eagles out there. I I think some of this is a a leverage play for the Eagles to you know try to compel teams to trade up. Uh, but I would never say never. I, I think they're committed to Jalen Hurts until there's a better option, right? Like, I don't think they're in the situation that Washington was in this offseason or that Carolina's in where they're actively trying to, to like, replace their quarterback. But I think that Jalen Hurts is, he's like the option now. And if there's a clear, better option, they would go that route. But I still think that the most likely scenario is Jalen Hurts is their starting quarterback, and I don't think they're like the. I don't think they're they're totally um, disappointed with that outcome. If Jalen Hurts has, let's say, the exact same year or a very similar type year in twenty twenty two as he did in twenty twenty one, what do you think happens next offseason? They replace Hasta him. la Vista. Yeah, if there's an option. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, like you're. It's it's the old Jalen Rose quote: "You're as loyal as your options," right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, that's right. And you also have to wonder how much the Deshaun Watson contract plays into the Eagles' thinking on whether <laughs> they're going to sign Jalen Hurts. Do you want to explain that or no? I don't know. I don't remember if it was something we're allowed to talk about. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that's great podcasting right there. It, um, it was a question posed by someone at some point today that Bo is mocking. That's all it is uh, before anyone thinks it's, I mean, there's some explosive like, yeah, <laughs> we don't want to just let that hang out there. That's all. Oh, yeah, it has nothing to do with anything No, we untoward. Think it was yeah. a very valid uh, okay. correlation. Uh, anything else from, from Howie that you guys would like to, to discuss? You I don't think we need that, to get... Oh, I'm sorry. You go on. He mentioned, you know, we made the playoffs four out of five years, which I told you that was going to come up at some point. You know, he he didn't mention we're 31, uh, 33 and one in the last um, four seasons. So there's, listen, there's different ways to spin that. Selective. Yeah, selective. Yeah. Are we getting to Barnett now or do I get to my Barnett? Let's talk about Barnett. Okay, I mean, he said perception does not match reality with Barnett, and I would disagree, and 31 other teams would disagree, I think, with right. that assessment. I, think the mark, I, mean, the I thought that was spoke. a wild statement. I mean, he... You it's know, funny, he, he said exactly what we wrote, that it's yeah, like... Yeah, he stole my like, tweet. Yeah, he's yeah. like, exactly, <laughs> like, if you saw this guy, 26 years old, coming off his worst season, first-round pedigree, has a history of getting to the quarterback, you would think this is a good buy-low opportunity, yes. except... 
everybody else didn't think the same and you don't have any kind of change of scenery like option here and the context happened yeah exactly right he's not changing the scenery right there's exactly. no like scheme change that's benefiting him right it's not like a new no. coach yeah it's he's the, in the same exact same place that, that he and, and, with but he's demoted i mean he's not he's not going to be a starter he's going to be a rotational guy yeah i mean we don't know what the number is i mean that's one where i would just say yeah like you saw him play last year yeah. uh he played extremely poorly he was not a factor all season long. And uh, yeah, I mean, perception, reality, it's just like, you know, 31 teams, many of them dying for a young edge rusher mm. with any type of potential. They would absolutely be willing to take a flyer on a guy like that. And it sounds like he came up uh, completely empty. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, he has been more productive in previous years. I mean, I can't emphasize enough that, you know, the, the film, the stats, anything you want to look at last year were just really, really bad. He did not impact the games in any ways. He, he was on the ground too often. He was 10 yards upfield uh, too often. Uh, you know, most games, I don't know if most games is right. There were many times I remember thinking, all right, I just went through the film and Derek Barnett was their were by far their worst uh, starting defensive lineman here in this game. And so you're, I, I don't really know what you're banking on. I mean, I mean, again, you just added uh, Hassan Reddick. You're, you have Josh Sweat, you're Brandon Graham's coming back. You could easily draft a defensive end in the first couple rounds here. I mean, is this a scenario where we have an existing player blocking? I, I know Derek Barnett's not old, but you no. could have an existing player blocking a younger player. No, you say. I don't. I, I think it's totally fine. And I think it's actually exactly what they should, whether it's they should they should be signing someone like Derek Barnett, whether it's whether or not it should be Derek Barnett. They needed another veteran defensive end so that if the draft in the first round doesn't pan out that they add an immediate edge rusher they're not looking to to force the pick uh, because it's a position they value they need numbers there brandon graham is 34 years old coming off an achilles there's no guarantee he's going to be able to play at all they needed a body it's you know it's interesting that they chose him over you could assign like a like a mario addison type if you just want a one-year guy one-year rental you could assign someone even lower level, like a Kamoko Ture or whatever. But I think it's totally fine that it's Derek Barnett. And, and I know that part of it is because maybe it makes Zach so mad. It doesn't make me mad at all. I actually, I, I've only had positive interactions with Derek over the past five years. What I will say is, is that, uh, is I, I thought they would shuffle the deck more than they have, right? I'm, I'm not saying that they're like bringing back the team from last year and saying that team's good enough. But at safety with Anthony Harris, at, at, at defensive end with Derek Barnett, even at like third running back with, with Boston Scott, all these moves within themselves, I could like individually justify. Overall, I would say just 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 mix it up. Get get different faces in there. Uh, see if, you know, find a different team's version of Derek Barnett and bring him in. Get different uh, faces in there. In a way, you're calling Derek Barnett ugly. That's, not that's at all. Me putting no, words in your mouth. It's take the like, take the change of scenery guy who needs a change of scenery. You know, uh, yeah. That's yeah. That's how I would hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. So I, I think, agree with that. I think if if a guy's not a core player for you, then just see if 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 there's someone else who in the right mix um, can can either reach the potential or you can use him differently. Uh, I don't like the idea of when when you're a mediocre team to to bring back guys who contributed to that mediocrity and expect different results. Um, so that's that's why for I'm not talking about your Jordan Mailata, your Josh Sweat. Uh, I mean, I, I to I me do think those to me Anthony Harris is the is the is the worst one of these because sure theoretically he's going to be a starter. And there totally were other and, and there were other guys who you could have rolled the dice on who might have had more upside. Derek Barnett is coming back as a fourth defensive end. I think that's fine. Uh, there's always defensive ends after the draft, by the way, to sign, yeah, whether it's fine. after the draft or in the summer that that can be had if it really is an emergency position for you. And uh, Anthony Harris, I mean, if they struck out on all the other safeties, I mean, this is what we were just talking about. You need to have a starter or you should have at least one starter going into the Yeah, I think the draft. they should have signed somebody. I think they should have signed I mean, like somebody who? different. There was nobody. I don't know. Terrell I mean, they Edmonds is still like, out Jordan. there. Like, no. Come on. Deshaun Elliott? I don't know. 
I mean, those guys can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. Played more than six games once in his career. That's fine, but I mean, what you already know that Anthony Harris is. That Harris much. was fine. He's fine. He's adequate. That's fine. He doesn't have to do anything. He just. I mean, really, Johnny Gans. Listen, how we should have, how we should have uh, laid down the gauntlet and said, "I've given Johnny Gans Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White. We brought back Josh Sweat. We brought back Fletcher Cox. We've got Javon Hargrave. Brandon Graham's coming back." I hope this defense is better than 25th in DVOA in uh, in 2022. Fair. The talent, I mean, I don't know. What do you think that I would have to go through every team's depth chart? I would say it's uh, the, the talent on defense is easily uh, top, top 15, I would say. I mean, I go back to what we talked about with Ben Solak when he was advocating for a linebacker and he was advocating for a safety. And the way I, I framed it there is if you improved your pass rush, does that change everything behind them? And I, I, I believe that's the case. I mean, uh, I am a sack guy. I, I, I'm, I'm not dismissing <laughs> advanced metrics. I'm a sack right. guy. Sack lunch. <laughs> no, like uh, sacks Bradley are Cooper negative. Wedding Crashers. Sacks are negative plays, okay? Um, you were second to last in sacks last year. I, I know what your pressure rate is. I get that. I don't think sacks are overrated. As a matter of fact, I think sacks can be underrated. Uh, you need to get to the quarterback. You need to bring him down. You, 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 you need to turn. Quarterback must third. go down. He must go down hard. You need to turn a third and six into a fourth and 12, right? Um, so Well, not really. I mean, if it's third and six and you stick him with fourth and six, you're okay. Right. <laughs> Against most teams, you need to turn. You need to turn second, second and six, six into third okay, and second fourteen. Six to third. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, yeah, that has always been the official uh, stance of Birds with Friends: is that the sacks are overrated, have gone too far, to now where they're underrated. Although I do like the idea of uh, Zach at the, uh, as you guys would say, reception tonight. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach Berman from the Athletic, and I'm a sack guy. I'm a sack guy. Now, how much do you think is the fact that you name that Zach rhymes with sack? I don't think it has anything to do with it. Uh, but it's got to have something to do with yeah. it. So, so, so I, I, I go back to saying, and I, I wrote this last week in my thoughts. Um, it's good because that, if instead of if you had done the Kapadia pass rush index, you could have just called it the Zach score instead of <laughs> we could have been much the, easier. That, like if you know, I, I wasn't as sour on the Eagles offseason as. I don't want to generalize talk radio, but I do listen to talk radio and I, and I, I read social media because I think their season has been fine. No, because like they, how he even telegraphed it. They, we wrote pass rush is going to be their priority. Okay. So they signed a pass rush. Losing shield. The $15 yeah, million dollars a I'm, year. I'm, uh, it was, tired it was, here. it was the eighth highest contract <laughs> of anyone who's changed teams this off season. And uh, I should say change teams on the free agent market this off season. Um, like, like to me, that should if if that was a wide receiver or that was a safety, it would be the big. It would be such big news in Philly. For some reason, there's not that same juice for a pass rusher, and in my opinion, there should be because I think a pass rusher will change so much. Okay, why don't we take a little break? Our last break. Back on the other side with uh, the story of the most explosive moment from dinner last night. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Sheila Capadia, Marissa Morris talking. Uh, what do you got your room meetings. temperature at right now? Uh, 69. 69. <laughs> oh, my bunch of freaking Couple sickos. Paulines. Pauline gets one guest appearance with you, and now you're part of his cult. What are you at? Unbelievable. 66. Cool. 66. I actually, it doesn't even It's be so hot lower. outside. I walked yeah. in, I was hot. Yeah. Now, what are you wearing long sleeves? Okay. As far as you know. Uh, so we had I a don't nice... know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means either. Uh, we had a nice dinner last night, uh, the three of us and a, uh, a special guest, uh, John Wolf. And uh, I, 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 I think we need to address the elephant in the room, which was uh, there was a point when, Z- when my brother, John, brought up, uh, he said, hey, Zach, what was the deal with, um, with you and your wife leaving the reception no, early at leaving the egress early and zach got up out of his chair slapped my brother across the face and said keep my wife's name out of your mouth well I, i'll tell you what if you keep bringing this up emily will, 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 will do that to you because she she's taking umbrage to this characterization she that was her only note from the last podcast but anyways i digress well, wait, so I did forget to mention this on the last pod, me being Uh-oh. the video editor that I am, when I made the contract with our video team, they're making the videos for me, but oh, I, asked evidence. For, I asked for all the raw footage oh. because I was like, you know, I like to video edit and play oh with things and stuff like that. So when I get that raw footage. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. We're going to get to go oh, to the videotape. We're going to get you all the film. We are gonna Oh my god. Yes. So not sure when that's coming. They just gave us our teaser video, but oh in my, my contract gosh. I get the raw footage. So we oh, will see if there is any I'm video so evidence. I can't wait for that. Oh my gosh, that's the fantastic. truth will set me free. Now, no releasing footage of like uh, you know any of us on the dance floor or anything. Yeah. We we, yeah. we have to approve every <laughs> deal. <yeah. laughs> but I did totally forget about that on the last pod. So this is going to be outstanding. All right. What did you guys? What did you guys make of a downtown West Palm? Uh, very a little too lively for me. I mean, a lot hmm. of a lot of people, uh, a lot of Florida people. Uh, Enjoyed a John Wolf's company uh, immensely, I would say. Uh, did did he give you a little side text? Was you know I went in for the hug. For is John Wolf a mm. hugger? Or, uh, you know I wasn't sure, but you know post pandemic heard... when I see people, yeah. I'm just giving hugs out left and right. You know I'm feeling very uh, unlike you. I feel like you're at least your your cultivated personality. No, I would say I've, I was always sort of probably you know in the middle range of whether. You hug or not, but okay. you know, now you're thankful to see people. So I go, I go being big for the hug. Yeah, I like a hug. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever given me a hug. You know, it continue. Uh, no, I mean, when I see you, it's never been that long. Uh, listen, if you want to go a long time without seeing each other, that's fine with me. And then I'll give you a hug when we see when we see each other. But it continued. My, you know, I've been perplexed at this. Longtime listeners will know. Uh, I'm just perplexed by the company you keep. I mean, just a bunch of pleasant uh, individuals. Mm. I feel like I get along. Everyone you introduce me to, I'm getting along with them great. And I'm wondering how can this person like stand to be kind of close to both? Well, he doesn't have John a choice. John Wolf doesn't I mean, have a choice. Yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah, I mean, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking at an attorney. He seems to genuinely, you know, like you as a brother, at least, I would think, <laughs> <laughs> to, to some degree. I mean, I don't know if you'd be like his first choice if he had other options, as sure. uh, Zach said. Uh, earlier with the options but yeah i mean i could you know if you put like all these people you've met with me in a room i mean we'd have a great time together so i, I don't, I I don't understand do they find things about you annoying like shall we start a text thread or of course they like I mean, everything they about you yeah, yeah I, mean, well, I would agree with that you know i'm I, 
my only comment from uh, last night is I'm, Uh-oh. I'm no, this isn't a bad thing. I'm a, Uh-oh. I'm a, and this might be a personality quirk. I'm a check the menu guy ahead of time, right? Like you know, and and then we we did the switcheroo, so we were given three <laughs> options. All right, and, and and then and then we were the destination like a sports bar. You can just pick a thing. <laughs> yeah. So so that was a, that was a little uh, yeah that that was. That, that threw that, you off. That threw me off. Well, a bit, I think right? you need to explain everything that happened there if we're going to get into that. I think so. Yeah. What's there to oh. explain? Well, you settled on a uh, <laughs> turkey burger, and then our uh, waiter Joseph, who was manning about uh, nineteen tables, and like all here. all he wanted was to not be bothered. I mean, like, he was to yeah, just we go. Let, just let me of, go about my business. Another drink or anything that was just in quick and dirty. Uh, you know, he comes out. Zach ordered the turkey burger and then said, "Actually, you know what? I'm gonna. What was the thing you wanted to get? I got a. I got a blackened mahi sandwich. Yeah. And so he thought that he he then <laughs> heard that and that changed his mind to some degree. And yeah. He, so, and then, so what did you say? So I said, oh, so I, I said, what would you recommend between the mahi mahi and the turkey burger? And he said the mahi mahi. So I went with his recommendation. That no, I no, he goes, no. He, goes, he, he said I've never had. He goes, I've I don't know, I've never had, had it. <laughs> no, but then I uh, so that, but then he said the mahi mahi. No, people I probably never, get them. People I probably have, get the mahi mahi more often. I have dined with Zach many times, and I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever dined with Zach. And he has not asked the waiter what they recommend, which was very funny. I mean, which normally, I mean, it seems like a normal question at a place this, like this, yeah, in a place like yeah, this, I mean, where the guy is sports bar. It's like, the guy wants no extra interaction with us at all. No extra work. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree it's with a, that. I mean, you were I, nice about it. you. Were yeah. Playing. Yeah. No, it's not Look, a bad I mean, thing. I was trying uh, in, in my defense. Like I was trying to avoid you didn't get my to go-to see the menu ahead of time. No, I, I was trying to avoid my go-to, which would be like wings or a burger, or like chicken. I was, I was trying to get something on the yeah, healthier you side. Did, you did, and so uh, and I I think Marissa can probably appreciate this. Is that um, well? I, I don't know if Marissa can appreciate this. I, that, that's not <laughs> thing to say. Uh, a you know <laughs> the restaurant has has the calorie. Count. Has the calorie count in parentheses, and I'm like, I'm saying I gotta count my calories. No, 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 no. I was no, I was saying you're somebody who's healthy. Okay, so, so, you know, when it has, can appreciate this. So, you know, you you want to go with the healthier option when it's presented that way. Marissa's a a health of the four of us. I would say Marissa's the healthiest. I do appreciate that. Okay, yes. I'm just messing with you. I thought it was definitely going to be a Michael Dunn reference or something (laughs) about you know. I told my wife. (laughs) No. Yeah. So. (laughs) So I I gotta tell you when they yeah when they put the calories in parentheses and you see what the wings are right and then you Mm. see what the mahi mahi is. Yeah, and you know you you know you're How gonna have a few big meals. I've never had it. I don't know. I've never had it. There was I'm another. Gonna, there I'm was another highlight uh, after the after the bar had had uh, the crowd had dissipated a little bit. It was it was uh, not quite as crowded, and uh, a table uh, across the way from us, uh, two women had a tough uh, tough spill. A big thing of water fell all over their table. Immediate spill, and. Zach jumped into action like like a conquering hero. He got out of his seat. He he walked over and we were like and now to to Zach's credit, none of the three of, of us made a move. We didn't move a muscle. Zach oh, I didn't coming to the rescue it. and he goes to a table next to the table that had the spill that has a stack of napkins and Zach grabs one napkin and hands it to the woman and walks back to the chair. <laughs> That's all he did. I don't think it was one napkin. It was two. Was it, it was one? Two. No, it was no, 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 it was, it was like a, a stack of napkins. Stack of napkins. He yeah, just gave her a couple yeah, napkins. First off, it was, of the whole it was a big stack of napkins. Okay, like I took probably. I mean, we're talking about a mountain of napkins here, and I took half the stack. Okay, like no, no, if, no, no. If I split the deck, basically. Okay, number I one. Don't even think you all right, number two. Way. I. Yeah, I I wanted to help more, but I didn't know what the next course of act. Like I didn't know if I was supposed to. Why I I thought it'd be too much if I put the napkins on their table. Like I didn't want to interfere with their table. Marissa so what I did was I was trying, 
I get napkins and I give it to them. When when you have a spill, the first thing you're looking for is napkins, right? You're usually <laughs> trying to find someone who can give you napkins. Um, I thought that my first impulse was to help out. I see the napkins. I give them the napkins. I picture Bo you like, over here. Your shirt off your Bo- back, like wiping up the table. Like here comes the hero. I mean, Bo's like oh, here's a Bo. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Bo is is like Jerry Seinfeld in the you know in, in the finale where you know he's like point you know they're looking for a good Samaritan and Bo's pointing to the person laughing. Right. I'm I'm trying to help out someone who just spilled <laughs> wow. their drink. Oh man, <laughs> I, the word like someone in dire distress. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, no, yeah, you did. You know, well, it it was telling that your first instinct was to help. <laughs> right, and, and ours, our, ours and was not to move there. Single yeah. I mean, my first instinct is to see if someone else is going to do something, and then I'll take my time consider: is there anything I can really add to this situation? I don't want to do it for show, and then usually I will just. Zach, uh, he sprung into action. It was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, it was funny just throwing the napkins on the table and then he came back. I mean, very swift. This was all in three seconds. Jump up, grab some napkins, throw them, and then back in the seat. It's yeah. always the nice right time gesture. to do the right thing. That's so. right. It was a nice gesture. There you go. And we we got some good uh, we got some good stories from Zach. A good Pazuki story, a good Hillary Clinton story. We'll get, maybe mean, we'll get to all unbelievable those Unbelievable the, the story. Jay Wright story. <laughs> Jay Wright story. Jay Wright, right, we, Hillary Clinton. We got a Leon what Rose else? story today. <laughs> yeah. The Pazuki, I think, was my favorite story. What's the uh, Pazuki? Why don't you let's why don't we close out the show with the Pazuki story? I will tell that story. Okay. That one's fine, because it doesn't involve somebody else. Okay. Uh there's a place called BJ's Brew House down. I don't know if there's any in Philly. Oh, the Pazuki. Okay. But there was that there's one in, you know, they're throughout Florida and I think the South or whatever. And I was covering spring training one time on my birthday. And, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was by myself. I was covering oh, Yankee birthday. spring training. Big sweets and guy. I got, I, I got a Pazuki to go. Okay, so I Did pick it up. This is a famous dessert. It's, it's a dessert. It's, it, it's like a half-baked um, chocolate chip cookie uh, with like vanilla ice cream on top. And it's 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 in, you know, they, they have it in the pizza, in like the uh, pizza dish, if you will. So mm, very highly regarded, the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's a great dessert. Highly recommend it. And uh, I brought it back and... It's your birthday. All you want on your yeah, birthday. Yeah, but that's a You're not going out gallivanting. All you want is this pizuki for yourself. You're all alone on your birthday. Yeah. You're at spring training. This is your treat. So uh, the the woman at the front counter at, or the front desk at the hotel um, says, uh, "Oh, is that a pizuki? Because I, I think it identifies it maybe on the on the um, on the box or on the, on the bag." And I said, "Yeah, it is." And then there was a beat, and I said, "Would you like it?" And um, and she said, oh, that'd be so nice. Thank you. And so I, I, I gave her the bazooki. Um, no, now, Zach. Now, by the, look, look, don't feel bad for me. I've had quite a few bazookis in my life. Probably, probably too many. He's been like, making up for it. Okay, day. yes. Yes, like, you know, I I, I mean, if Emily gets this, this far in the podcast, I apologize. I, I had a cookie for dessert today. And uh, and I said, the bazookis were free, Emily. I, I, I said I shouldn't have had that cookie, right? And so, um, so yeah, so don't feel bad. I've had my share of pizookies, but uh, that pizookie was one that I had to, uh, I had to give up to the, to the front what desk. What inspired you like... to say that? It was your birthday. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it was like in that moment. I thought it was, the, it was, it was a nice thing to do. I didn't. I probably didn't think she'd say yes if someone offered me their pizookie. Right. Like, yeah, just you definitely a, were not expecting her to say yes. I was not like, expecting her to like say it? yes. It was, I, it was probably an empty gesture, but you got to be willing to do it if, if they say. Was this, it. A, was this like a, an older lady? I forget the age of the lady. Mm, okay. I, I believe it, it was like, uh, well, I don't want to say the name of the hotel. It, it was similar to the hotel we're staying <laughs> at now in Tampa. <laughs> when was what year was this? This, this was two thousand eleven. This was two thousand eleven. <laughs> You went to 2011, and you don't yeah. want to say it was. It was the hotel. It was the Spring Hill Suites in Tampa. Wow. Third oh, review, Trip yeah. Advisor. Front <laughs> we'll desk steal lady. your. We'll bazooki. take your. <laughs> no, she didn't steal it. She, there's no stealing it. Would, would be she implied. guilted you into it. She didn't so even guilt me into it. You thought that Zach was maybe saying 
Would you like to share my pazuki? Yeah. Like, I mean, no, like, I wasn't asking this. To share my pazuki was... could be our pazuki. <laughs> it was. It was nothing like that. And we can pazuki, right? Well, I like. I would like. There's a. If we go back, there's a, a clip I'd like of Zach saying, and so I gave her the pazuki. <laughs> I think could could be helpful to our causes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's that's Again, the last there's time. There's no wrong time I'll to share. do the right thing, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah. But that's the last time I'll probably share a personal story. So. I know that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely we will uh, we will be holding you to that being uh, quickshin instead of quack. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, Shields got a shower uh, before, before we hit the road back to uh, back to the uh, the breakers. So uh, for Zach and Shield and Marissa, I'm Bo. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, it might be just Zach and I. And we're going to hear from Nick Sirianni in the morning. And uh, we think there's a possibility we're going to hear from Jeffrey Lurie himself for the first time that he takes questions since firing Doug Peterson. So there will be lots of news to get to on that front. We will, of course, have you covered here on Birds with Friends and on The Athletic. You can subscribe to theathletic.com slash birds with friends for a nice deal. So thanks, everybody, for listening. For all of us and Elijah and Michael, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you. And your pazookie.